Can you hear me now? I'm going to go with no. This is episode 61 of the Sit Down Podcast, and I am Shad Hodgman of The High Tailors. Beauty. Perfect. Nice. Yep. So welcome. Thanks. It's good to be here. Yeah. It lo- it looks like it's nice outside. It is. It's it's like a, I'm in the shade a little bit, but it's it's pretty pretty nice. We just my wife and I just bought this house a couple months ago, so we're enjoying the the backyard and stuff. Wow. Hey, oh, congratulations! Thank you. Yeah. And is that's it, and that's in Prince Albert. No, this is in North Balfour, so it's kind of in the last oh. two years we've all spread out not far though so we were all all grew up in prince albert and then uh sam our bass player he was he was actually on a u of s in and out of saskatoon between pa and saskatoon for quite a few years and he's back in saskatoon and then i moved to north balford and uh mark's my brother who drums he followed me like two years later he followed me here so two of us are north balford and then Steven, our guitar player, is a nurse in PA. So one of us is in PA still, and the rest of us are a little bit away. Gotcha. Oh, wow. So, I mean, with COVID and all, you're not getting together, obviously. But yeah. how would that work if you're, let's say, we might eventually go back to doing shows? How, how does yeah. that work? Well, that's the dream. Uh, <laughs> we, like, So kind of how lots of our songs have been written is I kind of come up with a on the acoustic usually come up with like a structure and then I take it to Mark really quick on the drums. We really emphasize rhythm a lot or like we just take it really seriously, like banging out the rhythm first. And then, so me and Mark usually kind of get that structure done. So this last little bit, we've actually been able to, me and Mark get together, do a bunch of writing and then kind of get the other guys in as we go. Like, cause, and then Sam plays bass. And so he, Bass and drums, I feel like, are pretty important to us. So that's kind of the next step. And then Steven does electric, and he just does kind of like really nice fiddly, like icing stuff on the top. But so we, we've been able to do some writing and haven't played a show since last February. We played one in PA that was really fun. And then um, like we've kind of just been focusing on writing stuff since then. But we're still hoping it was, it was kind of a bummer because we were trying to get everyone together to like maybe jam and do some demoing. And then these new restrictions just happened. So that's kind of out the window. And then Steven's also getting married in like two weeks. So we won't see him for a while, I think. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we were actually discussing. <laughs> Mark getting said married that before. earlier. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to get on his case and ask him, why is he getting married? <laughs> just shit all over getting married. <laughs> but I won't, buddy. <laughs> just joking well well, that's with us we've had a bunch of us getting married i just had a kid too guy got married and then mark got married and then steven's getting married so we got sam (laughs) (laughs) covid there's not much else to do you know (laughs) you gotta stay warm and yeah she actually she actually like got here a little before that our daughter but but yeah i don't know kids are cool i was i was kind of just telling someone the other day it's like actually a bunch of what I do for for writing songs now is I like plop her down on the couch beside me and if she's and she'll she'll be like crying 
full on crying. And if I play guitar, she kind of settles down. So if I'm writing something and she she keeps not crying, then I keep it. <laughs> if she's crying. I, <laughs> she's kind of the judge now. Right. Oh, it's actually yeah, it actually helps me like get stuff done though. So when she grows up, you're gonna play uh, Ariana Grande songs then, I guess. I don't know. I, this is my thinking: is that I play her all these weird songs with weird dissonant chords and stuff. She's gonna grow up thinking that like Ariana Grande is super weird, you know, like <laughs> major chords all the time. How did um how did the two of you get in touch with each other? Me and Mark. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you messaged us. I don't know how long ago that was now, a couple months ago. Yeah, it was a while ago. Uh, I don't I don't remember exactly how I got on your tail. Yeah, I don't really know either. <laughs> But I think it had something to do with Joel Rose, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Because you know Joel. Yeah. And that last that last show we played like in February, Joel put that on and we've kind of just like just just helped each other. I mean, he is, he does lots of promoting, but like There's been times where he puts on a show and then he has to run away. So we do sound for him and, and stuff like that. And yeah, so he's been a good guy to, to was, know. Was that for the Chesterfest? Yeah. Yeah. That was the last thing we did. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's, it's starting to dawn on me. Cause oh, yeah. were you at that? No, but well, the, the, the initial Chesterfest we sponsored and we were there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but then the, the little, well, the littler shows after that and yeah. Uh, leading up to the, to the next one that didn't happen. Um, I guess that's how we, we kind of got in touch. Okay. Yeah. Thought I'd reach out like a, a local band. It doesn't yeah. get very much more local than PA. I think. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, how long have the, f there's four of you, right? Yeah. In the band? How yeah. long have the four of you been playing music together? Oh man. It's crazy. It's been, it's been since I was in grade 10 um it's kind of when i can't even remember how that was so it's been over it's been like 13 years or something that's uh -huh. just like we started jamming grade 10 we were all into like rancid so we were playing like maxwell murder covers and stuff and just hanging out and yeah met met sam in high school and steven and then me and mark are brothers so Uh, Sam's dad had like a little jam space studio thing. So he just said, come jam sometime. And like, we just never, never stopped really, but we were just playing like, yeah, like Rancid and the Clash covers at first and then started writing. At first I played bass and Sam played guitar. And then I kind of started writing more songs and then we switched and, but yeah, so it's been a long time since we've been like jamming and then I can't remember when we officially like, okay, let's like write music and start a band. But it was like grade, it was probably like grade 11 or 12. Like we were in high school. And then right after high school, we were all doing different things for a little bit. And then ended up back all being in PA and just really like wanted to do more. So I think that's probably when we released the first EP. And then it's been, it was like a couple years. And then we released like a little album too. But like, yeah, us playing together has been like, half of our lives probably at this point and it's like really cool actually because you you when you play music with people that long you really connect and then you try playing music with other people and you're like this is just weird right like you don't have the same vocabulary and connection and stuff so yeah. 
it's really cool. Like whenever now, like you were saying with COVID, we haven't been able to jam for a while. When we do actually get together and play it, it's really cool. Like it's a, it's a really fun moment where you don't have to like work hard. You just jump back in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like riding a bike, right? Yeah. <laughs> When's the last time you were in Prince Albert? Um, well, so my, my parents are still there. When did we, we visited just like a couple, it's probably like a month ago now when, like when restrictions were loosened a little bit. And then we do go back quite a bit. Like we, we have lots of friends and family there. So, and Steven's there, our guitar player. So we were there as much as we can, really. Like we still like it there a lot. Right, right. The, so, so if you like it so much in PA, what are you doing in North Alfred? <laughs> uh, just the dream, just a perf. You know, everyone wants to move to North Alfred. So really, it's no, no. It's funny because it's like PA is always on the top, like three for for crime statistics in Canada, and then North Alfred's number one, and we're like, we're going there, <laughs> going for number one. So yeah, uh, I I got a job. I teach young offenders carpentry. So like carpentry is like my, the trade I was in, but then I kind of wanted to do more like work with, work with like at-risk youth and stuff. So, so that's my, I, that job was in North Balford. And that's actually the same reason my brother, Mark came, he's working at the same program. So it's kind of like a government assisted program where we work with young offenders and yeah. So, and actually that's all the guys in the band now, Pretty much well steven's a nurse so he's like working with people a lot and then sam studied for social work for a long time and he's he's done lots of um like worked at different youth homes and stuff so a lot, all, like in, there's in points where we're all kind of doing like kind of social work stuff right so the the carpentry like the online thing is so that's you teaching that online no so what i'm doing now is like is my last it's like my last section of learning for before i'm a journey person and then the hope is that that'll kind of help with with the program i'm in that i could maybe teach these young guys if they're really into the trade then i can get them like into the apprenticeship program and stuff like that yeah cool man very cool i think there are a lot of a lot of musicians in that maybe not that specifically but that area of work yeah yeah i've heard of quite a bit yeah no just um working with some sort of social services type thing right yeah yeah i think it just it just kind of <laughs> working for the government yeah <laughs> there's good, uh, lots of vacation days for playing shows <laughs> yeah <laughs> it might actually be or a teacher like a, a school teacher yeah like teachers yeah or a sub too like that would be actually in the future i could really see like like doing subbing and then you just kind of make your own schedule yeah, if right. you're doing more music stuff, yeah. That's what, um, Chris Henderson was doing for yeah. a while, and then he ended up getting like, didn't he get a contract or something mm-hmm. for like a year? And then he fortunately got to renew it during COVID, so he was like, "Oh, right on! Like, I've got a job." Yeah. COVID. But then he was like, "Oh, this is taking a lot of time away from my music making." Right. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if he's still teaching right now. You should reach out to him, mm-hmm. Chris, if you're watching. Let us know if you're still teaching. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you must just have the itch to get together with the guys and jam out. Hey. Yeah, definitely. It's, 
it's weird not doing it for so long. I mean, it's kind of cool that we still have been able to to write a bunch. We'd really like to like get together and demo. We're kind of like we kind of have enough material now where we would like to make good demos and then shop around for a studio and and do another release or something. But yeah, that's kind of the next plan. And then we've actually kind of we're trying to decide what to do with this next. Is that because the high tailor is kind of like a a punk i've always kind of felt like it's like folk songs and you kind of mix it with like post-punk or something and the stuff we've been writing lately is like kind of really branching off between it's like kind of more chill folk stuff or it's like really aggressive post-punk stuff so we might kind of do like a full post-punk release like i don't know five songs or something and then a really folky like kind of like wilco vibes um folky thing that's kind of that's kind of the hope right yeah because right, right. i i saw on your band camp that it's how did you describe it um uh, i think mark punk? wrote that <laughs> P- <laughs> I don't know. punk what was it punk folk shoegaze yeah i don't even know i don't know who wrote that and i don't know what shoegaze is really i just know that where is that sh- it's said sh- reggae too oh yeah that's that yeah well, shoegaze technically is uh, is I think a term from the '60s where the you have the the British like the Brit pop kind of artists, but they played the down tempo kind of songs and they were always playing to the their shoes. Okay. They were always looking looking down and playing their music and they, they weren't in the, in, um, into the crowd and whatever. Right. So that's their they were, they're shoegazing. And that's, yeah, I think. I think we, when we wrote that, I think we thought it meant that you like have lots of pedal, like effects pedals <laughs> and you're playing with them. Cause I think that's what we mean by it is like, you're looking down at the floor by the pedals and just like tweaking them all the time. Okay. I'm gonna look <laughs> yes. up. You're going to look up shoegazing? <laughs> yeah. Shoegaze. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I don't, I think it's like an older term than when everyone had these huge pedal boards they were messing with. Oh, actually you, you might have it. Yeah, shoegaze is subgenre of indie and alternative rock, characterized by its by its ethereal mixture of obscure vocals, guitar distortion, and effects feedback and overwhelming nah. volume. Yeah, so you're right. But yeah, yeah. Okay. But but I I remember. Um, yeah. See, I just said that you're right, and Mark's like, yeah, but but I'm more. <laughs> yeah. Originally <laughs> termed shoegazing and sometimes con- conflated with dream pop is a subgenre. So then, because um, I remember reading uh, an article about, you know, the, oh, a blog about quality shoes. That's not what I was looking for. That's the definition of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it has something to do with the, the British where, the, where they're looking at their shoes the whole time. Yeah, the I think we're both right. <laughs> I think, I think it has go. a combination of some sort. Yeah. Yeah weird so the videos on youtube where you filmed at little red yeah those mm-hmm. done like when were those recorded we did those last summer like they it was like we recorded them probably that would have been like nine or ten months ago now and okay. then we kind of we released one and we did this is kind of our problem with everything is that we we want to always do everything ourselves and none of us like like Mark's done some audio recording, like training, and I've kind of just like picked it up from him and other places. 
so i feel like we have an idea like all the all, all the stuff we've made we've released it or we've recorded it ourselves and released it ourselves and it's kind of like has a lo-fi vibe because it's not the best recording but then the video stuff too mark did all the editing for that which is a ton of work but it's like we are not we're not like experts at it so it took us kind of like probably a year and i don't know how many we have up now from little red it's like three or four and then like kind of a few months in between releasing them but yeah we recorded them probably nine ten months ago and then just been like putting them up online every once in a while right did you do it all in the same day yeah um, yeah we did it in like an afternoon and we just moved i'm guessing you guys have like hung out a little red and been up there there's like there's some trails down that go down the river keeps winding around so you use trails that go down by the river so we just moved around to a few different spots and found found a spot we liked and then set up the mic and recorded there so how did you decide to go into the woods and record something because i assume and i'm not an audio engineer or something but um outdoors is not the best acoustics i think yeah well, it depend on the on the kind of mic you have like it actually can be um good because there's less like reflections and usually reflections are like kind of not the greatest but it's just like you can't set up a lot of stuff you just you just get the one mic because you're just there with your laptop or like a handheld recorder or something uh i don't we just wanted to go do some acoustic stuff and i don't know if you're in pa if you just want to do anything like that you just think little red <laughs> it's like there's not yeah. it's not a ton of other places to go and then you can kind of go off in in somewhere in the trees and people don't bother you except for one one uh once we were doing one recording and like in the middle of it some guy was up the hill and he yelled at us he's like play sound of silence or something he's like wanted us to play a simon and garfunkel song like, we were recording so thanks yeah, thanks yeah we'll, we'll try that again yeah <laughs> yeah but other it's pretty quiet there otherwise so that was it's just a good place to do and then it, it was quiet and then there's that one song we released where this this helicopter flew by like right at the end of it but i feel like it kind of like fit into the song it was like a building in the song and then there's a helicopter in the background it worked out well, there was there's one too where there's like the water trickling in the back too yeah it's fit in good it's pretty loud like i think is is louder than we'd maybe want it to be but we're like no it's just let's just go with it so well, it's, it's either at little red or in a field yeah there's more trees yeah more trees in little red or do like who was that they were always in the middle of the road <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are those guys? <laughs> taken by sanity taken by sanity yeah. they're always, i want two of their videos two or three they're like in the middle of some abandoned road i thought that was like and it's funny because there's cause no cars they, coming you no know, and and they didn't even realize that they did that multiple times already yeah oh yeah, yeah. So i was like that should be like their little like their niche right and they're like yeah oh yeah we did that a few times yeah so and there's someone like, making the like they're doing stuff in like a grain elevator have you seen those videos i have not in a you grain should, elevator uh, i'll try to like maybe send a link to you guys but they're they're recording stuff yeah it's in a grain elevator and it sounds really good it's like really really good recordings with with all saskatchewan bands so you guys i think i can't remember what it's elevator sessions or something is that like on YouTube or something? Yeah, it's it's all on YouTube and they're just they're just videos oh, a few songs per band. My gears are are starting to starting to go here. What do you mean? Say it out loud. No, not yet. All right. 
it might be stupid. Elevator recordings. Let's check this out. Elevator sessions. Or, oh, did you say sessions? I think it's sessions. Yeah. I think if you would look that up on YouTube, you'd probably find it. Good thing paying attention there, Joel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool if we can have some of our guests in like a grain elevator or an abandoned Quonset or something. Yeah. This, yeah, these ones are all like in actual elevators. Okay. <laughs> like Pink Ding. Floyd. There's got to be another. Yeah, there must be another. Like they must be on their own channel and just call it that within their. Are you in the I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Nadav. Joel's trying to Google something and he can't find it. <laughs> I tried grain elevator sessions. What do we got here? Just do I have to stuff on grain elevators. You might have to put Saskatchewan <laughs> in there or something. Okay, maybe. Okay, maybe... Okay, yeah, try? you try. Okay. You try and find it. I could try too. This is good podcast material right here. Hey? Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> It's what's that? Joel Joel Rogan has the guy who just does this for him, hey? Yeah, yeah. We'll, do- get, <laughs> we'll we'll get there eventually, maybe or yeah. not. Yeah. This is way more fun. Well, we'll put a call out for anybody who's as good as Jamie on the uh, Joe Rogan experience can <laughs> yeah. hit us up and wants to come here for free every week to yeah edit this. Uh, what am I looking for? You're looking for grain elevator oh, yeah. sessions or recordings or something. I would imagine the acoustics in the elevator would be pretty good, right? I don't know. Like, it would be weird. Like, I don't know if it would be a good thing or a bad thing, actually. They're called the oh, Vader. Look. The Vader. Vader, yeah. Yeah. Well, did you find it? What did you type? Did you Google it or YouTube it? Vader sessions on YouTube. How did you find it? Uh, I'm going to have to give you training on how to Google things. <laughs> and it looks, it looks really good, hey? Like, I don't know if you're looking at it now. Got really there, yeah. Vader maybe session. and maybe if we talk about them this much, they'll uh, get a hold of us and let us do one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who do they got there? Haiti, Hattie, Hattie, Haiti, Dump Babes, and the Night Jays. Oh, and the sessions are like half an hour. Yeah, so they must have like a full go through a bunch of songs, set list or something, and then. Maybe break them down into yeah. each song. Right. I like it. Oh, it's pretty cool. I don't know how the bands are. They might suck, but we're right. trying to see the name on the elevator. What town would that be? I think they're they must be just out of Saskatoon. And I think I think one of their I think the audio engineer is from Saskatoon. I don't know. Interesting. Recorded live off the floor of an old wooden grain elevator. So it doesn't actually say where. Maybe they're trespassed and that's why they don't want to say. (laughs) (laughs) And give up the spot. Right. Location, Canada. There you go. Cool. How's it it down? Oh, they have Instagram too. Instagram, Facebook. I've never like met any of these people and we're doing a lot of promotion. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. I don't mind promoting Um, things. Where the last gig that you guys played in Prince Albert, where was that at? That was at, um, it was like the, I think it was the Legion Hall. And I, but I think there's maybe a couple of those in PA. It was like the one that it's right downtown. It's kind of by the library, I want to say. Like it's, it's, it's around the corner from Jam Street, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, like it's all pretty close there. Yeah. Um I can't remember, yeah, I can't remember which block it's actually on, but uh it was really cool. It was like a a bigger room and then Joel got a lot of people out there and I just I don't know, it was just a fun show. It's kind of like we were kind of at the end of it and then the covid stuff happened kind of like that's the last show. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right. It's just a lot of fun. So we we were at the um uh, what they call it, the after party kind of the, uh, like you had Chester Fest and then they did at right. the, uh, at the golf and curling club club. Right. Curling club. They did another show. When they were putting the couches away, they were storing them there. And then as they were moving them to permanent storage, they were like, Well, we have them out. So might as yeah. well put them show. Right. You weren't there, were you? I was no. not. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't there either. Like that first Chester Fest, we didn't really do anything with it. And then this last summer, we were gonna play at it and stuff. So it was kind of a bummer that didn't work out. But you know, maybe the future it'll still happen. Yeah, I have a feeling this year is not gonna happen either. Yeah, it might be another another year yet. But yeah, I don't think so. I didn't. I think in Toronto. Correct me if I'm wrong, but. Ford actually banned um like streaming concerts as well. What? what? Hell yeah, man. Why? I had well, posted yeah. it like uh, because I don't I don't haven't figured it out exactly. But I have a couple theories. Like one theory would be not because he doesn't want like the band to get together in one location, but maybe the theory is that like if you guys are are streaming a concert, it would stop banning it would stop me from inviting like 10 of my friends over maybe and getting some beers and watching the concert maybe hmm. i don't know it didn't make much sense to me but i'm how is that sure. different than saying hey joel you want to come over for supper yeah i know right i know yeah. i thought it was kind of silly too i'm gonna to just check think, my phone here but it could make sense. like i don't think you could do if, if you're gonna make it sound good i don't think you could do like the live streaming without like 12 people there you know like with the band plus someone yeah. running the sound someone running the live stream like i've kind of just seen some of that stuff it's like it's quite an operation so but if you have if if you have a big enough venue you could yeah you just spread out yeah 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 That's, that would that would be yeah, i thought it was pretty silly <laughs> when I, yeah no doubt right yeah um, what else what else is there you know What's yeah. left? I'm gonna Google that. I'm gonna try and Google that. I get. I guess you could go to church. Yeah, you get thirty wow. people there. Actually, that's there's a church, just like where we moved, just a few blocks down. And they have like super good live stream. They've like done a ton of work and yeah. So some people kind of know know how to do that stuff and make it sound yeah. good. So. So yeah, uh, April sixth. Uh, you found it. Well, I found one article that wow. said uh, music industry questioning Ford government's decision to ban live streamed shows. That's weird. Yeah, he banned it for a month. Um, <laughs> see if it says why. It was an emergency break plan for four weeks, but no, no, like specific reason why break what the because souls of filming <laughs> films and tv shoots continue throughout the province yeah but yet, but yet you can't stream live music 
from your couch. Yeah. That's, you didn't hear about that? Um, no. That was like First that was a week or two ago. Especially artists who are just like who are still trying to make money that way. That's all they have, right? Like that's. Oh, for sure. It, it rough. I can't wrap my head around it. I don't. I don't understand it. And I was trying to. The only thing that kind of made sense was like maybe to prevent a gathering of people watching it. But even then, it doesn't make sense to me. But yeah. And then now. But again, if you do it from a church. Well, how can you still film a TV show? There's got to be a crew. Do it in a church. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. Or go to Costco. Ask Ford. Yeah, right? You can shoot it at Costco. Yeah. Or Ikea or Walmart. Yep. In the parking lot. Inside. Just go inside and do it. Yeah. In front of Cheerios. What's our restrictions (laughs) right now? Right now uh, in Saskatchewan, yeah, it's just, just family or something. Immediate, yeah, immediate households. Ten people outside. Uh, yeah, like thirty. I don't know about restaurants or anything like like because that before there there was a while where, like, I knew I knew a guy who played drums quite a bit, and he he like he was still playing shows. Like they just have thirty people at these like bars in Saskatoon and stuff. They're yeah. still going, but I don't know if I don't know about now if that's done or what. If I look puzzled. That's because I saw a dog behind you and it looked like he was walking on the roof. It was a cat. Yeah. That's a. Was that a dog or a cat? Watch. See, he's on the roof. Oh, there's a dog. That's my dog. She's a. On the roof. She's a roof dog. (laughs) Okay. I'm not crazy. Okay, good. What's what's your dog's name? Uh, Cree. Oh. Yeah. Camera shy? He's a pretty. Can you see her? Oh, she's like right here. I thought she was uh, making an appearance. She's a good dog. She like sits. She's doing up on the roof. She sits like that. So that my deck is like here, and then the roof of the garage is just. I don't uh, know if you can see it. It's like right. It's not hard for her to get up there, but she sits. She sits at the peak of the garage like an ornament, and people walking <laughs> by are just like double take every time. <laughs> That's she's like. Is that a statue? So my thing is, <laughs> if our dog ever dies, I'm just gonna make a statue and put it up on the peak. <laughs> And then people who got used to seeing her walking by will be like, it was a statue all along. <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't a real dog. That's cool. I like it. That wasn't a cat. I don't know. I just, I, I looked like a cat. Today. Do you have cats? No, I'm actually, me and my wife are allergic, so can't do right. cats. I'm trying to get, trying to keep, keep my brother Mark from getting a cat too. So, so that we can still hang out. <laughs> And you said he's living out in North Battleford as well. Yeah, right? he's there too. So he's just like, I don't know, a little five minute drive away. So we kind of have our jam space set up in his basement, kind of like for demoing and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And then so the songs that like the ones from Little Red on YouTube is are those the ones that were on your EP? No, like the- uh, there's Spotify. There's so I don't think there's any from from that little red session that are on spotify because on spotify i think we just have our like newer album but then i did one song from the ep the lucky ones i did there and i think the rest are i did two that are kind of like more of the folky stuff that we've been writing so i think that those kind of there's two of them that i think will be we'll try to record some 
some more like of a folky thing. We're even talking about we might like kind of change the name. So we picked the high tailor's name when we were like in grade 10 or something. And we kind of like, it's fine. It's kind of like a classic punk name where it's like the something. But we might, we might like kind of branch, like kind of have the same like social media, like Facebook page and stuff and YouTube channel, but still have like have the, the more aggressive stuff under a different name and the more folky stuff under a different name. We're kind of like hashing all this stuff out, but they're just like, like becoming so different where some stuff's so, you know, kind of softer and then some stuff's really aggressive, like just shouting and stuff. So they're not really. I definitely kind of- noticed that today too, to go from like the little red sessions to, I'm not sure the names of them, but a couple of them on Spotify, I was like, oh, okay, big jump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. yeah, but it was good, right? Like it, it definitely made me think of like '80s punk, for sure. I'm not. I'm trying well, to figure out which song that was. Or '90s punk or '2000s punk. Well, I was thinking all the all the punks, all yeah. the punks. I was thinking '80s, but let's see if I can find that one song. Yeah, that's good to hear. Like that's I don't know. That's kind of <laughs> we're shooting for a little bit. I think lots of the stuff too has kind of a little bit of a reggae influence too. Like I feel like that is definitely it's in there in some of the stuff. I don't think I can play this right now. I won't be able to. I'm trying to think who, Oh, Tyler, Tyler Gilbert. We had another artist that, uh, that went from um, also folky music. His next album was a little bit, harder rock more like then, electric rock yeah and then his last album was just heavy metal almost yeah. <laughs> there's, oh, yeah. qu- there's quite a few artists i feel like they can they can change and evolve and it's it's like i don't know like you can tell that it's still the same artist it's just kind of like genre shifting and i kind of usually appreciate that stuff and there's there's also some because we're more like in the aggressive thing it's just it is kind of tough when it comes to like we're still thinking about like when we play shows again, it's really hard to, when you're playing a show, you just like, if you're playing aggressive and fast, you just want to keep the energy high and keep going like that. And so yeah. if you go and play a super slow song, it kind of kills it. And even just venues, like we play one venue that's like kind of like a more punk aggressive, like where metal and punk bands would play. And then it's like, do we fit in that situation or not? So I think it'll kind of help too with, with like where we play shows. We'll be like, this is like, this is yeah. like a punk show. And then this is like more of a, people can like play at a coffee shop and people could sit down or whatever, just where it makes more sense with the music. But there is, yeah. there's still bands that like, we have lots of bands we like that totally bridge. I don't know how they do it. They play like soft songs and then they have like full on hardcore songs and some bands can make it work. I don't know if we're, if we're doing it, but like for right now it's kind of seeming like we're probably going to like split it into two different projects. See how yeah. that goes. Yeah, because you don't want to have a mosh pit going and then play a yeah. ballad folk yeah. song right after. Calm, calm down. I'm yeah. curious on like creating this set list process. Can you give me a little insight on that? Like, how do you guys decide what kind of show you're going to play? Yeah, well, we uh, like lots of times it's like whatever pops up. <laughs> We've never been like uh, we or or doing it ourselves, like putting on shows ourselves in PA and stuff. Because PA is like. PA has some good, it's got like a scene, but everyone's so different. So you kind of got to like cater it. Like if, if Joel Rose asks us to do a show, 
and it's a bunch of rock bands it's like we can, okay we can we can pull it off and do like the more aggressive stuff but maybe there's like the song that's full-on screaming maybe we don't play that song or something but if but if then we could also say like yeah this is this is gonna be more of like a a chill event like a sit down thing or something then we'd go to more like the, the softer stuff but i think mostly mostly for set lists we like kind of i i usually want to like let's just do something that we think it's funny because you're always wrong you're like let's do something that we think the audience will like but you never really know what the audience is gonna like but then the rest of the guys in the band are like let's just like throw it out the window and just play like the stuff that's the, like super like just a screaming song when everyone's just like standing there awkwardly they just they don't care about like trying to i don't know make them happy they just kind of like go <laughs> go wild with it i'm like no we have to make sure everyone's comfortable <laughs> uh, um so has that happened frequently where you've like changed like made a set list and then go on stage and then throughout the course of the show like you switch it up on the spot just on the spot it. or something Does that there's, been a, there's been a little bit of that usually it's like we have the set list and then sometimes we play way faster than we think we're gonna play and then we're like look at the clock like we still have four minutes to fill and we just kind of give each other a look and then we play like the, the like hardcore song or something really aggressive and then uh but what what we'd like to do more so though is like i don't if, i don't know if you guys know the band fugazi yeah, like they, they, I don't think ever made a set list. They just like kind of like would play a song and then kind of like see what it led into. Feel it we, out have, kind of we haven't done it like too much live just because we're too, uh, it feels like too nervous to like, it's like you're finally in front of people. You kind of want to just like have everything down. But when we jam, like we've done lots of times where we just jam for hours and hours and kind of like do lots of improv stuff. And, and we just kind of do that where we just, just like kind of slowly get like kind of faded into the next song and stuff like that. And that's like a, cause I think Fugazi did that a lot. And that's kind of like an art where you're creating something in between songs. You're doing a little like improvisation into the next thing. And we, so yeah, we haven't done that a lot, but that's something we'd, we'd like to do. Cause we, when we're like jamming, we practice it for hours and then it's kind of fun. Cause it's just something that comes out. That's totally brand new and then you realize that it'll it'll like lead into the next this song that we actually have ready <clears throat> but we don't well when we've played it's like usually the last song or like hey let's go for it let's do something crazy right. yeah but you guys have been together so long that it it's not about can we pull this off it's more like is the crowd gonna like this yeah right? true and then i yeah well it's i mean it's it's always sometimes falls on the face too like you you think you've given someone a, a cue like you're like you give them a look yeah. they have the other person in the band like we're gonna go here and they don't pick it up they go to something totally different and it does it doesn't all it definitely doesn't always work because it's just like you're doing it one one time and it might never happen again so but it's definitely like when you yeah you play with people a lot you you start to get to the point where you're like i understand that that cue you're giving me and i know where we're going yeah. I, I think we've been able to do that a little bit yeah i i uh i'm by no means a dj or anything but i've been asked to play some music at weddings and stuff like that mm -hmm. it's it's interesting to see um a crowd go from i don't know uh a country song line dance to uh you know the 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 pop song that they're going 
out of control in like three seconds, uh, like three songs. Yeah. So you kind of have to feel. Yeah. What what's going on on the floor and the then? Crowd. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That was weird. What? What happened? Hmm. Phone call. Yeah. So. You said you just got married. Uh, I got married like almost three years ago, and then Mark got married almost two years ago, and Stephen's getting married in like a couple of weeks. So I've been married a little bit. Right. So you're why? <laughs> I was gonna say Same like again. your wives have been like witness to the growth of the band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I. I yeah. So my. I started dating my wife like five years ago now or something, six years ago. And, uh, but we were dating long distance. So whenever we play a, play a show, we do a cover of Ain't No Sunshine when she's gone. So that's, she's been around. She wasn't always around for those because we were dating long distance, but like, yeah, they, uh, she's been around the longest. And then, uh, well, the, the the girl Steven's marrying. She's she's like been our friend for years. So she she's kind of like she she really likes to like pop country. So she never really understands what we're doing, but she's always <laughs> she's always come to shows and stuff, which is this kind of means more that she doesn't like get the music, but she still always shows up. But it's yeah, definitely like seeing seeing the band change, and it's kind of when you're married, I feel like it makes stuff different, just like how you can how much free time you have, and but. But I think all of our, all of our like wives or partners, they really get that that we, you know, like that's really this is something that's really important to us. So even they just, yeah, I don't know. Like my wife Rachel's really supportive of whenever it's like got to practice, got to go play a show. Like want to just like especially like just every week now because all I can really do is like focus on writing. That she understands that that's something I need. I like take time to do. So. I don't know. Marriage is great. Were you, were you saying that marriage wasn't great before? I, I'm just, I'm definitely <laughs> not married. I've got common law. That's where I'm at for nine years now, I think. Something like that. And is that great? Yeah. It's, it's, Why? it's the same thing. <laughs> it, that's just, that's exactly it. it. It is the same thing, in my opinion. Um, I've been married for 14 years this year. Yeah. Uh -huh. Why? No, just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Green card. A green card. <laughs> um, fuck, I had a question. I was going to follow that up with something and I don't remember now. Like from, from marriage? Yep. Kids? No, sorry. It was about, uh, about the writing aspect of it. I was going to ask you oh, yeah. if you've ever, like, so if you're, taking time out of the day like do you take time out in the day specifically to you know sit down for a half an hour and try and write i've kind of for me it's been like every weekend like every day off i have i just end up doing it like i'm not super good at being disciplined at it but every day off i have i'm like i i actually more recently i've been more disciplined with it like i'm gonna i'm gonna take like at least a couple an hour or two or whatever and get something work like make sure that the song I'm working on has more pieces to it than it did before. Yeah. 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 So what do you do 
like as an artist, what do you do when you're taking that time to, let's say you've got two hours on a Saturday evening or like right now that you want to focus on writing this, this song that isn't quite finished yet, but you're just unmotivated to do so. How do you get yourself in that space? That's a, a good question that I wish I had a good answer to. Cause a lot, yeah. most of, most of the time I've been trying to write music, I'll just like, I'll just not do it. I'll just put it off and, I think like I'm not great at it eat still. I'm getting better at it this last little while because before it, it'd take me like a year and a half or more to like finish a song because I just wouldn't know what's next to build on it. Right. But for it's like, like for, finding that inspiration to, yeah. to fall, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I read a book um by like Jeff Tweez, like the singer Wilco. He he wrote a book called How to Write One Song. I just I just got that for Christmas and read it a bunch. And He's, I mean, lots of people say this where there's like, you gotta, um, like just create, like, you gotta make that time, that space that, that like that, what, whatever you do to like, to help you create whatever it's like the certain, the same room, the same day you have a drink or something. And then, and then you just do it. And if you keep doing that, you're going to, and if you just force yourself to do it, you're going to make something you don't, it doesn't have to be something you use. That's another thing for me too, is like, I always used to, if I didn't like it, if I didn't love it right away, I wouldn't even write it down or record it or anything. And lately I've just been like, this doesn't have to be <clears throat> the final draft. This is just me getting something down. So I've, and then one day too, I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this song today. I, like I just had chords and like at the end of the day, I was like, okay, lyrics are done and everything. And uh, so, but then it's just like, it's, it's just like other things in life where it's like every once in a while, you're way more motivated to do it or you have way more inspiration and then you get to get tied back to like marriage or relationships. It's like every once in a while, everything's just clicking and going, is great. And the other times it's like a little bit of a grind and you're not sure, but those times when it's like, you feel inspired, it's just really fun to write. And then you have, it just flows, right? yeah, it just flows. And then you get, maybe you get a lot more done in those times. But if you like, you create the structure where you, you just make sure that every, like for me, it's every week that on the day off I'm, I'm writing something and it's been like way more productive than I've been in the past. So. Excellent. Yeah. That, that, that kind of ties into what I do. Like my, my, uh, uh, my background is in web design and I, uh, it's, it's also a creative process. Um, but for me, it's usually uh, because it's a job, I have to do it, you know, within a certain time frame. But a lot of the times, if I, if I run into some sort of block where I'm like, okay, this is not going where I want it to go. Uh, some people have asked me, like, what do, you, what do you do then? I just step away from it. Just I'll come back to it next, next like the next day or two days. Mm -hmm. And then if, if I still can't get around that block, I just start something new. And then hopefully right. I'll get around that block that way. Yeah, I, I but, agree. Like if if you start something new or just move on to something completely different, especially like with music, it's there's, there's lyrics are a totally different ball game than like, than putting your chord progression together or something, right? Like you can take a break from one thing and move to something else and yeah. see if that catches anything. Yeah. And then that design that I initially started where I got blocked on kind of, if the new design ends up, the the final product and i still have something else for a future product well, project maybe right yeah I might not use it, yeah yeah at least it's there that makes sense yeah 
do would you say that you do the majority of the writing for the music you guys play or do the other guys like do they kind of do you guys all have your part in it you know what i mean like does steve come and say hey i've got these lyrics or whatever and and vice versa yeah i've been uh we've always like really enjoyed collaborating or like editing each other working on each other's ideas and stuff so everything we've released so far actually i think is is like a song that i kind of had well like i would just maybe have parts of it together and then together we'd we'd work on it and usually like the melody and lyrics have been something i've done mark's done some lyrics too and then back in the old days sam did like had a bunch of songwriting stuff but i think it's for us it's really important like it's kind of a bummer now that we can't all get together but but me and mark will do a lot to like get a structure ready and then lots of times we've done when we've gone ready to record i'll just sit down with sam and we'll like talk through what the bass is gonna do and then really like it's the combination of his idea and my idea just is like it's like always better than the separate things and but we all like feel pretty free to kind of critique each other's parts i think um and like with drums we like really talk through like i usually come to mark i'm like this is the rhythm idea i want and he'll either say cool and we'll build off that or he'll say that's stupid and we'll work (laughs) on something else we're brothers so like it gets gets heated sometimes we're just yelling at each other and stuff but yeah like it's every time we go to write something yeah yeah. (laughs) oh man you have you have no idea there's been so many situations (laughs) sam and steven are totally used to it now but other people who aren't used to it they're just like what is you guys are about to kill each other no this is this is how we write it's that (laughs) yeah i don't know like that's uh Every time I'll have an idea, like I always have lots of ideas. Usually I'll like in my head, I'll even have like, okay, this is what I want every piece to do. And then we actually jam it and it's never what I had in my head. And it's usually something a lot better. So like even um, like Steven, um, like lately he's, he's busy. He's in a different city. So like he'll, when he can, he'll just come and like do the, the, you know like the top layer stuff where like all the structure has been pinned down and the stuff he does is just like just like incredible the stuff that just sits on top and he he's the kind of guy too where he'll just play he'll just do a pass and play something and then you'll go and do another pass he'll play a totally different thing and it's like what was the first thing he played he's like i don't know it's just gone he's just like (laughs) he's just a machine where it's something different every time so yeah i hope you recorded that yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. no that's pretty cool i like that um i like dynamics like that right i like the not spontaneity the i guess inconsistency of it like the fact that like what he said he'll play it once and then you're like well what was that first thing he's like "Ah, i don't know that's how my wife cooks yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe it turns out good yeah yeah great can you make this again nope (laughs) nope (laughs) damn it (laughs) um all right so I have to go to the bathroom like so bad. <laughs> I'm going to just throw that out there and be okay. honest about it. Um, well, we're, at, we're about at an hour. Right. So, so where would be the best place where, or where do you want us to direct people to go check out your music? Uh, so we got some, like we got those videos on YouTube and then 
<laughs> Bandcamp. I'd say Bandcamp. Bandcamp is like the best thing that everyone should use and no one does, right? Because it's like, I think all our stuff too, I think you can just go and download it or yeah. stream it. And then like, it's just, there's potential that you can like, you just, with ours too, it's just like pay whatever you want or don't pay at all. And but yeah, that so everything I think we have is on is on Bandcamp, and then some things are on Spotify, and yeah. So and then everything had, on our I Facebook had, page is linked. So I had the link open, and then I closed it. So I think it's uh, is it the Hightailers.bandcamp.com? Yeah, I think that's right. And if you just go to our Facebook page too and scrolled, you'd find find all the links we have to everything too. So. We're not great. We're not great at like social media stuff, but yeah, it's all up there. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Um, are you okay if we end the episode with one of your songs this week? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Which which one would you want us to to feature for the audience? Uh um Cessation is the first song I think on the the album, which is called Cessation. So that should be easy um yeah that's according to Bandcamp, it's the second one okay sorry second one yeah <laughs> i think i think it's another thing i don't know if our orders are all the same and everything but well, oh, it's okay. the yeah. first on spotify okay there you go oh, okay okay <laughs> all right okay. i will uh we'll get well i guess coast into that for the outro of this week yeah well, i really appreciate you joining us this afternoon yeah Um, i know there was some rescheduling things but we made it work so yeah i know that's awesome appreciate all that and thanks thanks for doing this we don't do we don't get the opportunity to do stuff like this a lot so that's awesome well i'm hoping that we'll get you back on the show and we'll get the other guys on as well yeah that'd be awesome excellent sounds good appreciate it thank you all right thanks guys all right we'll dive into cessation now